Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. All right. Maybe. Are they live? Can you hear me now? I really? can hear you. Maybe it's on me. Oh, there we go. I'm Ron Calgill. Yeah. The Mighty House team is back. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Maggie Red. We're broadcasting worldwide and live at MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. .com. All right. And uh, we had a couple of additional late entries into the uh, host clarity. host our clutter clarity segment. Uh, mm-hmm. One was use little plastic toolboxes that resemble ice cube trays to store small items and keep them safe. And this is from Charlie in Evanston. Yeah, um, like the little pill containers, maybe. Yeah, I guess you could do something like that. That that's what the uh, that's what the baby food jars are for. You, you take a, you screw the lid to the bottom of the shelf, and then you t- take the baby food jar and you screw them in there. And then that way you've got uh, little containers all on the bottom of your shelf for your workshop. Uh, make sure you use storage containers are not too large for what you're storing in it in. You're wasting a lot of sp- space in your closet, but you're also giving yourself a reason to p- store more stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, remember to label your, this is, I don't do, this is bad. R- label your containers on the side and the top so you can see what's in them. Or you can get the clear ones and then you can see through it. But uh, Does that make me strange? Because um, like if I did a Facebook Live and went out in my garage right now, uh-huh. I have the, the bins with the folding tops. Yeah. And they're all on my shelves, nice and neat. And every one of them is labeled for tile tools, concrete <laughs> tools, electrical, plumbing, yeah. like, and they're all facing out. Yeah. So if I have to run out of here right now to go do something, yeah. I know exactly which bin to grab and I'm good to go. <sighs> yeah. No. That's why I have multiple tape measures and so on because there's one in each of those boxes because <laughs> I'm not going to go in this box, grab a tape or whatever. Right. Although my belt has one in it. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. So label those containers. Uh don't try storing things in plastic bags because they don't stack as well as cartons. Okay. I, those are all good ones. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you take something apart, you put it in a little Ziploc bag. That way mm-hmm. you, you keep keep control of all those those parts and stuff. So, that, Well, if you've ever restored a car, that's how it works. As you yes. disassemble something, you put the fasteners in a baggie and you label that baggie. Sure. Because... When you go to reassemble in two years, uh-huh. good luck remembering. Or, so this way, or you ten have years, that <laughs> yeah, could be. So but that's why you do that. Yeah, but it makes it very easy. So. All right, and uh, a great nephew. Now he's he's a nephew, but he's a great nephew. Uh, 
Charlie is watching us, so we're supposed to say hi to Charlie out there. Hey, Charlie. See, Charlie's out. He's watching us in uh, in Kansas City out there somewhere. Nice. Having fun. So there you are, Charlie. Hey, buddy. There you go. My daughter was out there so... a couple weeks ago, and he was terrorizing the place. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. So what do you got? Well, you've got a, something you brought up about get solar so you have electric when the power goes out. Uh, um, that's fine at daytime. No, 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 no. Back that up. You get... Beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep. If okay, you, now what? Okay, you said solar. You have solar when the power goes out. No, it says get solar so you have electric when the power goes out. Wrong. You can't do that. Not without a battery room. Correct. Or, Correct. But you can have power when the power goes out if it's daytime. No. No? No. That's that's kind of where I was going. Where'd you see that? Is that something it's I posted? Your thing you sent out. Oh, is it? It's on the list of to-dos. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Topics. Let's talk. Oh, they, okay. See, I thought it was something we put on the Facebook. I was like, wait a minute. What? Uh, no, so, no, no. So you cannot. And, and I, I run into this question a lot. People say, oh, I'm just going to put solar on my roof. I don't need a generator then. And a backup generator, I'm going to put solar on the roof, and then I'll have power when the power goes out. But you won't have power when the power goes out. Because Why? By, and by the National Electric Code, when if the power and the grid turn off for some reason, those panels then will also shut down. And they need to shut down. Because... If the power goes out and your panels are still producing power and putting power into the house and then on the grid, uh, the, the guy that's out there, the lineman that's out there trying to reconnect all the power lines, all of a sudden has live circuits when he's expecting them to be uh, gone, you know, be dead circuits. And you're back feeding onto the grid, so now you're pushing power out there and, and can are endangering the, the linemen that are working on the poles. So would the exception to that be if I had equipment that did the disconnect? Correct. So if you want to have solar panels that work when the power is out, you have a uh, it's it's just a transfer. It's a d disconnect. So it disconnects uh, that power then from the you would have to have a battery bank, and that inverter then would run a sub panel of circuits that would then work off of those batteries during the day. The solar panels will be charging those batteries, and then at night you will be just using the power off of those batteries. But to say that you're you're going to put solar on your roof and have backup power when the power goes out is incorrect. It's not as simple as that. It's going to, and that's probably going to double your expenses. So let's say you're putting ten thousand dollars worth of panels up, you're going to have another five or six thousand dollars worth of batteries. And then a, another twenty five hundred dollars worth of inverters to buy to do all that. It's still way cheaper to throw up a just to go buy a Generac generator if that's really what you're after is backup power. If you're looking I think to, you're burning fossil fuel though. Yes, yes, you are. But if you're looking to um, just add some additional power, you want to you want to do power generation. You put the solar array up, back feed the grid. And, and you'll run off of that during the day and then use the grid as your battery backup. Yeah. You know, that's your battery storage because any additional you're storing on the grid. Actually, gotcha. your, neighbor, your neighbors are using I mean, you're spinning your meter backwards, basically. And then you're reusing it again in the evening. So I'll be honest. After Hurricane Irma, mm -hmm. which hit on Sunday, 
Yeah. So Monday and Tuesday nights were two of the nicest nights I ever had down here. Uh, yeah. Dark skies, full of stars. Uh huh. Because there was no power. Right. Until Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, but did you have just generators running in the in, in the background? You hear the hum of generators. Oh yeah. Yeah, the hum of generators. Yes, including my neighbors. <laughs> yeah. So then that's it. Okay. So you say it's Mike. All right. Let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on Mighty House. Mike. Mike. Hey. Uh, hey, Mike, 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 I'm Mike. surprised at you guys. For the last caller that stood in for Robbie yeah. uh, for Clutter Clarity and his suggestion of um, cleaning the toilet bowl using steel wool, uh-huh. holy smokes, wouldn't that scratch it? Uh-huh. I would think so. Well, That's... I'm surprised you you and Rich didn't jump up and down and scream and holler. Uh, I've got a better suggestion. It's a toilet. I'm not that worried. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. But but why scratch the porcelain and have those lines in there? It looks abominable. But at any rate. Better than uh, the streets. At, at your dollar stores, they have those cleaners. You know that have that 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 gooseneck almost the, the spout that's pointed upward, so you can get under the rim. That stuff, you you spray it in there. You leave it in there for about ten, fifteen minutes. Going with the toilet bowl brush, and one, two, three, you're done. And or everybody who does their own laundry has a gallon of bleach down in the basement or under the cabinet or something. All you got to do is pour a cup of bleach into the toilet bowl, let it sit for about 15 minutes, go in there with your toilet bowl brush, and, and the, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the buildup, uh-huh. uh, you know, that develops a little line there from, from, you know, the tough water that we have. Right. Uh, that just eats away at it real easy, doesn't do any damage to the porcelain, and, uh, and it looks sparkling clean. Sure. But and then the bleach is not good for the environment, though. So we shouldn't be using bleach, though, right? Well, but you're not doing it every day. You do it, you know, once a month or, uh-huh. or as needed. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you could. We're only talking like a cup, anyway. Yeah, and we could do what uh, what uh, Robbie says, and that's just put some Dawn in there, and Dawn, and you you squirt the the dish soap in there, and you can scrub that up too. So, I right, appreciate the phone call, Mike. Yeah. Yep, you bet. All right, we gotta go to a break. Thanks. Thanks. All right, we'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. You gotta build fast. Cement drawing. All right, let's see. English side ruined. Must use French instructions. Le grill. What the hell is that? It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. All right. Randall's working hard today. He's earning his pennies. All right. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net. TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at mrfloor.com. I'm sorry. I was distracted. <laughs> I apologize. Uh-huh. I just, see, I told you the third hour is always difficult. Yeah? Well, 
not being in the studio doesn't help. Right. Um, I still am sitting doing this, which I hate. You know why? Why? Dum Dum keeps forgetting to go buy a longer cord for the uh, headset. So I can't stand up because the cord's too short. Right. And I got to stand up. I just can't. So, yes, I've been sitting for two and a half hours. I'm ready to fall asleep. Ah, uh, there you, you know go. what I mean? So, yeah, I need to get up and move. And, you know, and plus, I don't have anybody to fight with. Yeah. I miss, I miss Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I got distracted because um, there's um, the, the, the woman that was just elected to Congress. She's the youngest ever, like 29 years old, and she doesn't know how to get an apartment. She doesn't have any money. And it's like, that's good. You can represent everybody. You're sure. a moron. Yeah. You're a moron. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, good luck. Yep. Okay, cool. So anyway, uh, let's see. What do we got next here? There was, uh, oh, there was a, um, a request to talk about how to select a furnace or how do you select a contractor? To get Actually, the furnace done. Well, yeah, it did say and furnace, we, like selected furnace, but that's easy for me. I use train. You know why? Because it's hard to stop a train. Yeah, yeah, but that's trains made by all the other ones. It's just it's it's uh, they're all all the furnaces all right. are made in, in basically in the same factory, and they come out stamped different. I right? know, but but you, when you go to Train's website and you register on a, you know one of our homes, you get a ten year transferable warranty. Okay, can't beat that. Uh, we just did American standard, got a 10 year. Yeah. But you but have to sign it. You get five years automatic and then you get 10 years right. if you go and register. Right. So most of them are similar like that. Yes. But that's why one of the reasons we do it, but we get pretty good deal. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. But doing your HVAC system, I think the best thing to do is if, if you, you have somebody come in to look at your furnace and you, you think you might need a new one. If the guy comes in and just starts quoting prices without really looking or, let's say, not doing math, like measuring rooms, doing duct sizing, and, you know, they call it manual D, manual J. Right. And and now everybody's going to start sending me stuff. Right. here. Oh, go, George. It's on you. Go, today. George. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so if they don't size the equipment, then, you know, if they just go down there and see the tag on the, the unit and want to replace it with the same, it may not be your best bet. Right, right. Just saying. Ultimately, go with a company that's been around for a long time. I think uh, HVAC contractors are like restaurants. They're very rarely in business for more than a year. <laughs> uh-huh. you know? So if you got a guy that's, you know, local guy that's been in business for 20 years, I'd say there's a reason to go to him. There's a reason he's been around 20 years. He may not be the cheapest, but, you know, if you need service, odds are he'll be there. Right, right. Yeah, and... um you know, uh, Smart Two Sixty Five is 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 a sponsor of the show. You can you can give them a call. They've got good people that'll come out and do the testing, and and right. do it right. Uh, but you want to find somebody that's going to, you know, come out and test the place. You don't want someone just to come in and say, okay, well you've got a hundred thousand. You're cold. I'm going to put a hundred and twenty thousand BTU unit in. If you were listening to what Andy said from um, from Fujitsu is. Sometimes you need it a smaller unit in so that it runs longer and is actually does better that way. So right. Um, so George George is trying to chime in on Facebook here. Yeah, and he he went to, he wanted to write I want smart dot com. Right. Yeah, he wrote I want smart. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, George. Nice try. <laughs> um, so then, anyway, wait. I got to back up because sure. I was not on this page for a moment. And let's see. So. My buddy Aiden says uh, for cleaning toilets, it's easy. He just has his wife do it. Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> then Kathleen asked also what is required for electric for an electric car. Okay. So your charger, what you know, amperage, what do you need? And you've put in a lot of these. Talk to yeah. me. Yeah, uh, we've we've got our state license to do the installations in the state of Illinois. So, uh, first off, if you have if you buy a Tesla, you there is no charger. The charger is on board the car. You don't need a special electrical license to install the charger. All you need is a 50 amp outlet, and you you plug it. Oh, that's all. A 50 amp outlet. Yes, you need a 50 amp outlet. So, dude. If you My water heater's on a 30 or 40. It's not on a 50. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So you've got uh, a 50-amp outlet. If you have a 100-amp service and you try to run your air conditioning while you're charging your car, you may have a problem. It may work, but you may have a problem. So you got to kind of keep that, that in mind. 220-volt, 50-amp? Yes. Really? Yes. That's a pretty heavy draw. Dude. No, it's... It it is, but um, yeah, I think you charge it in two or three hours and it's full, and, and you get another. Oh, I thought the whole point was to do go low and slow, so you don't cook batteries. Well, these they charge them. They they have the quick charge system in them now. Well, so. I know because I, I and this it, correct me. Obviously, I'm probably wrong because this has been a while. But I remember reading an article where it was like at 110 volts, your car would take eight hours to charge. At 220, it was like four. Correct. And then they actually had a 440 high leg where you could charge like half hour. 45 minutes but they said that would hurt your batteries yeah so it's not something you want to do on by habit but if you're traveling or something it's not a bad way to go right so if you're talking a 220 50 amp outlet for my charger then that I mean that's a lot of amp draw yes that's a huge amp draw so um so you've got to look at the electric so how do you service. get your neighbor to put an outlet on his house like that <laughs> i don't know um so, you know, when you start looking at a car and you want to, let's say you're looking at the Tesla, you have to go, uh, before you buy that thing, go home and make sure, one, you can get the 50-amp outlet to your garage. If you have a detached garage, you may be plugging it in outside and not be able to go plug it in. Or add that to the cost of the car because now you have to trench and put a 50-amp service out in your garage to run, Ooh. to just to charge that car. So yeah. it, can, it can start adding up pretty fast. And if you have a 100-amp service, you might be upgrading to a 200-amp service. So when, right. you, when you start looking at the car, the car has a lot to do with it. Now, you can go buy uh, a Nissan Leaf, the um, the BMW Well, I'll be honest with you. That's exactly what Kathleen's talking about is the i3. Now, so now the i3, she has a little thing on there. So uh, battery charge time, 5 hours, 225 volts, 75 hours at 440. Right. Oh, okay. So three quarters of an hour at 440. So I did have that correct. Yep. Five hours at 220. But it is not showing the amp draw. It's just Th- telling you at 220. That's a 30 amp. That Those take a 30 amp. And that is a charger that How you... How do you know that? Because I've installed... I'd have to go find the instructions and look for the French side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I just like I install a lot of them. So I know that's, okay. a, that's a 30 amp circuit that you need, 220. And But, but now see, that's more doable. Yeah. Yeah, but now you also need the charger. There's a, there's a, there's a. Oh, so it doesn't have an onboard charging. You need 30 amp circuit driving the charger or charging post, whatever you might have. Right, right. So now you mm. need, and to install that, now you need the state license to do that. So if she's looking for a state license installer, you can go to the whatever your state is. But here in Illinois, you go to the Illinois um, website for, um, for just look for car charging 
licensing and you'll, you'll it'll pull up. But wait, I can't remember what it's called. They have a BMW Turbo Cord Charger, three hundred fifty-five dollars on eBay. You plug it in the outlet, plug it in your car. You don't need a station. You just need an outlet. Correct. Now that's one hundred and ten volt, so it's it's going to take even longer. You can do that, but and, and each car comes with one of those one hundred and ten volt chargers. So uh, and that's fine. That can't be one. Uh, hang on, I'm go ahead, ramble. Nope. Yep. So there it is. Yeah. The outlet does not look. It's not the the prongs yeah. are configured for a twenty amp outlet. That must be what it is. Um, but you're right; it does show a hundred twenty volt outlet. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's how that's how they're going to get around that. Uh, it's just going to take longer. I, and I uh, I've worked for clients that they they come home at night, they plug their car in at one hundred ten volts, and let it charge all night, and it's charged and ready to go in the morning, and they don't need that uh, two hundred twenty volt charge. So. Uh, the, the nice thing about having a charger is a, a 220 volt charger and having it synced up like that is now you can go on to real time pricing. You call ComEd, your electric provider, you go on real time pricing so that that way you're being charged what the actual cost is. At night, you're paying pennies per kilowatt. And during the day, you're paying 12, 14 cents a kilowatt. So mm-hmm. what happens though is you charge your car at night and you program the car to charge at one o'clock in the morning. It's done by four. And you're paying pennies on the dollar to charge it. That's why you don't want the hybrid that auto charges where it starts in the middle of the night because its yeah. battery's low and it kills you <laughs> with carbon monoxide. Yeah, that's what the off button's for. <laughs> you turn it off. Um, yeah. So you, but if you have a, a Nissan Leaf, if you have the, the BMW i3, uh, the Chevy Volt, a Chevy Bolt, any one of those, those are all going to be in that 30 amp range. Some of them are even less, 20 amp. Um, that you can use those to charge, and you have the charger that goes on the wall. You go plug in your car. It's up and running, ready to go. And then just program your car to, to charge at night. Um, and those are a little simpler. You, generally, you're not going to need a new electric service for hmm. one of those types of cars. So, as you know, listeners may not because it's not so. But I, so I got a new truck a few weeks ago. Right. And I'm going to get in an accident. <laughs> because it's got too much stuff on it? No, because I leave it. So it's got a 6.2 liter V8 with an eight-speed transmission, and it's got all bells and whistles. But I leave up on the screen all the time my real-time fuel economy. Okay. And I'm learning. I'm dry. I'm dr- changing my driving habits. Right. Instead of accelerating fast and then you know whatever. But so watching this thing, and I'm averaging 23 miles to the gallon. In a pickup truck. In a pickup truck. Uh huh. And I'm blown away. Like, that is just ridiculous. Right. But you're driving like an old man now, too. No, I am the, not. The, the guy behind you is screaming and yelling and flipping, flipping you off. No, what I have found out is anytime in a new vehicle, anytime, anywhere, you can use cruise control, do it. Really? Well, down yes. there, yeah. So I, no, anywhere. Really? So I get on any road and, you know, any run. Like, obviously, you know, if you're stoplight block to block, you can't use cruise control. But anytime you're on a road, and I drive open road mostly to work. Right. So I will put that cruise control on and you just hang there and it's amazing. So the truck will, well, it drops down to four cylinders. So I'll get like 35 miles to the gallon or something. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. All right. So I'm staring at this thing. So that's when I'm going to get in an accident. <laughs> All right. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. And I feel real good because I'm a craftsman. And not a killer. 
It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. And uh, you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. All right. And if somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? All right. Go over to MightyHouse.net. Click on the contact page. Put first, last name, email address. Click on submit. And every Friday you'll get... A newsletter, let you know what's coming up on the show with links to all the stuff. All the stuff, just like stuff. that. Okay. Just stuff. All right, yeah. cool. So um, to wrap up, we were talking about installing car chargers. Check your, uh, just to wrap that up real quick, check the electric service. Mm-hmm. Make sure you've got at least 100 amps. Um, if you've got a 60-amp service, you may not want to do it. At least 100 amps, ideally 200-amp service. And uh, check the car. Make sure that you can actually do that. And set that system up. A detached garage is going to cost a lot more to run those circuits out there to do that. So in Wilmette, uh, they are really strict about that because right Why? after <laughs> right after uh, the electric cars started coming out, people were going out there installing these chargers on the existing wires. So you had these older wires that were running out to the garage, and they were only 14-gauge wires. And they're so, running 30 to 50 amps through them. Is that a bad thing? It's a bad thing. That's how, the, And they oh. were burning the garages down with the cars in them because they were running these uh, things on the incorrect wire size. So make sure. That's you, what insurance is for. Yeah, exactly. So hmm. uh, so he's real strict about making sure you what you're running. He wants to see the wire size. He, he comes out and checks everything because hmm. they, had, uh, they had a couple cars, you know, that caught their garages on fire i mean it makes sense i mean everything's that's the problem we call it planned obsolescence right so everything we build is based on current technology we don't look too far forward right so it's very difficult i mean when i build a house down here it's not unusual for us to run a gas line over to a slab i sorry i had to do that for robbie i know Anyway, so we would do that, but it's for a future generator because it's not something you could just go run later. Right. So like you're saying is you would run a, let's say if I needed a 50 amp circuit, I would need three quarter inch conduit. Yep. So I would run three quarter inch conduit out to my garage. Now I don't have to pull the wire. Nope. Right. I would just pipe it from my panel out to my garage. Yep. And then in the event that I bought a car or whatever. You could repull that circuit. There you and, go. And, and change it. Yeah. So um, so that that's one thing to, to kind of think about. And it's not just buying the car. It's making sure you've got a place to charge it and, and, work. and, and a way of charging it. Yeah. I mean, it may be that that's what you do is you charge it at work. You know, when you pull in. I would. I would actually buy an electric car, sue my employer because <laughs> it's their responsibility to make sure that I have a place to plug in. For sure. I would. Well, that's the way we think now. Sure. It's his responsibility to make sure I can charge my car. That way I don't have to use my electricity at home at night. Yep. And a lot of parking garages, they have special parking for, uh, they have the EV chargers set up, ready to go. So, Mm -hmm. 
you can charge right at the parking lot while you're at home so or at your work so it, it's a one of my one of my favorite breweries in North Naples here in Florida has two parking spaces in back 40 Teslas. Yep. And they're always empty. Yep. 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 Because, I mean, out of all the cars, those are the ones that can go the furthest on a charge, you know? Right. They're, they're pushing right, right around 200 miles, I think, now on a charge. Yeah. So. And I don't, Kathleen, I don't know that much about the BMW i3. I don't know what the range is on that. Yeah, they're. But even like. But even like the workhorse, the trucks, those are only like 80 or 90 mile range on a charge. Mm-hmm. But I got 28 miles each way to work. So if I could drive to work and back and then plug it in, I'm good. Yep. Or sue my employer for an outlet. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah. So the the uh, the thing there, too, is, um, you know, if you buy the the hybrid, it's a, it runs on electricity until the battery's dead. And then it the engine starts. The BMW, yeah. the i3, you can buy it with the generator on it, or it's just straight straight electric. So, oh, really? Yeah, it, it, you can you, you have the. I option. didn't know they had an option like that. Yeah. Now, if you're going to run, they call it a, they call it a battery extender. But if you run that battery extender, you can only go 45 miles an hour on the on the generator when it's running. So you really, really? have to. Yeah, and I I don't it's a, I think that's around 60 or 70 miles on a charge. And again, that's during the summer. During the winter, your your mileage may vary because it will be less. Um, it's a lot gotcha. less during the cold when it's cold out. So, um, all those kinds of things you got to keep in mind when you're looking at the EV chargers and, and the cars. Right. Okay, I'm done. I, I'm I'll get off that my uh, workhorse battery nah. charge. No, no, no. That's fine. It's um, it's all good. I mean, I actually think uh, people need to be aware. Sure, yeah, that's it's it. So, um, and that workhorse, they, they they're running their box vans right now. They're all electric box vans, right? They are. They're starting to turn yeah. those out right now. Yep. So, um, yeah. and then eventually they're going to roll out with a pickup truck, which you know, I think Chevrolet should take that Equinox and take the Volt driveline and put it in an Equinox, and they'd have a a, a money maker there. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know why the manufacturers don't do more, and I don't know if they think it's just the general public's not ready for it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I know, I, I'm not saying that they're not. I think they are. I think it's. I think Lexus puts one together like that, where it's a it's a hybrid plug-in uh, SUV. So. Well, here's the here's the rub. I think is that with the amount of money they put into gas-powered vehicles the reason a vehicle becomes cost-effective is because of mass production. Mm-hmm. So Tesla's trying, but he's having about... And Tesla, he's got a lot of... you know, I keep saying Tesla, it's not him. It's Elon Musk. He has a lot of great ideas. I just think he's kind of spreads himself a little thin, so he's his like, own worst enemy in some yes. respects. <laughs> yes. um, but still, the supply chain problems are what's there. Mm-hmm. No, he can't... Love it or hate it, he can't build the batteries fast enough. Lithium-ion batteries are not easy or clean to make. Sure. You know, so, and they're dangerous little buggers. Yep. yep. Um, so they're, they're struggling through that. But if every manufacturer got on board and we'd stop, we'd, you know, mufflers would become obsolete. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what the government problem is, is you can't put all these guys out of business that make parts that we won't need. Sure. What, That's why they can't legalize, you know, cocaine and marijuana. Because what would you do with all the DEA agents? 
Because God knows since they started the DEA, it's been ineffective. Yeah. (laughs) So one thing I've noticed, I mean, because you do, you're starting to see a lot more electric cars on the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing I've noticed because I'm in more of a, we'll call it rural area, the pushback from the good old boys is getting more and more obscene as well. Really? Yeah. You're getting these guys that are coming through with these giant lifted pickups on full Cummins diesels with stacks out the back that mm-hmm. like to roll coal, that will literally roll coal on any electric car they see. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I think one of the reasons you're not going to get a pickup that's kind of that hybrid pickup is because the good old boys are just going to tear it to pieces. Well, and maybe. that's your main clientele right there. I, I, it, it may be, I suppose, that's a possibility, but I mean, we're talking more about, and like we're, with Workhorse, and for example, the reason we keep going back to that one is um, because they're building hybrid pickups, but they're, Fleet sales and their fleet sales through, um, uh, not right or what? I can't think of it all of a sudden. What? Right. what uh, like for no the, the 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 one of the major trucking companies. That, no, it's not Hertz. It's uh, Penske. Penske, yes, Penske is their fleet sales rep. Okay. So service sales, everything goes through Penske. So I mean, if you have you know. Electric company, you know, FP and L or ComEd, they're going to go out and buy 100 new pickup trucks. So yep. would you rather buy them and put gas in them all the time or get 100 pickup trucks that are all electric and you own an electric company and just plug them in every night for free? Right. It's kind of a no-brainer. Right. Well, and I would like to see the cargo vans taking that route, you know? Uh, well, and they build them and they're building, and that same company is building them for inner city for UPS. Yep. So it's there. It's just not widely known. Right. right. The only thing I have to say about that is, you know, that's great, and fleet sales are awesome, but you figure those pickups are going to last, what, 10, 15 years? Mm-hmm. Once you've, you know, f- sold your fleet, you've got now a 15-year wait period before you sell another giant order of them like that. So I think that's where I think the sticking point is, is the general public isn't ready for it, and especially the good old boys who are buying pickups right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because you're always going to have, you know – you're not going to buy 100,000 at once. You're going to buy 10 at a time, 20 at a time every year buying, you know, 10 at a Right, you, you budget for it. So that, that continues. But And, and to his point, um, they have a waiting list right now, deposits of I think it's uh, like 6,000 people, individuals that want to buy one of these trucks. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about General Motors who can sell a million vehicles a year, even having 6,000 on order is still nothing. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a drop so, in their bucket. Yeah. So, but again, it goes back to production. You know, they're still not, they're supposed to start production, true production, fourth quarter. Well, here we are. Yep. And I've not heard anything that they're going, that they're rolling out. So it's hard. Yeah, I know. Uh, Okay. We got two minutes left of truck talk and then then we're done. You know, we couldn't have pulled this off if Robbie was here. We've been, we've been talking cars now for what, 20 minutes? 25 yeah, minutes? Well, well, it's electric cars. It's green. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's green thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. Because Randall's point, I mean, like, we're, you know, obviously living down here in the south, it's just the, the trucks that I see down here, some of these guys, I'm like, seriously? Yeah. You can't do that to your work vehicle. I mean, this thing's, you know, 38-inch lift kit, 42-inch tires. Yeah. Yeah, this thing probably gets one mile to the gallon. Yeah, you're not. Just trying to spin those hoops. Yeah, you're, and you're not, you're not using, uh, you're not using that for work. You're not you're not hauling you know your tools well, and stuff around in that. No, nah, I tell all on. the kids all the time: do not ever mess with the vehicle you need to go from home to work. Right. Have a toy on the side; you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Don't mess with your money maker. Yeah, 
Because you, yeah, you need that. You need that uh, one vehicle that gets you back and forth to work. Gets you get your tools and equipment back and forth yep. to the job site. Yep, 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 um, yep, yep. That's got to be just a straightforward vehicle. So yeah, um, that's tough. So hopefully they come out with the electric version because you know for me I don't drive more than hundred miles, you know, in in, in one day anyway. So you know, I'm I average probably less than fifty. To you know, well, to and from unless- the job sites. And we've done the EV rallies and stuff. So unless you've driven an electric vehicle, like the Tesla S is so much fun because it's pure torque. Mm-hmm. There is no top end. Yep. It's just fun. Yeah, they're a blast. They're an absolute blast. All right. We'll be back and close this puppy up next. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa and I built your room. But I don't like this clown. Uh, I wouldn't take it down if I were you. It's a load-bearing poster. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. We're broadcasting worldwide and live MightyHouse.net. TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Everyday mistakes are made by untrained employees and unlicensed contractors who take advantage of homeowners who are looking for a good deal and to save a few bucks. Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11 contractors put their customers first by employing men and women who go through extensive hands-on classroom and on-the-job training. The difference between a union contractor and a non-union contractor is the fact that a union contractor is a contributing contractor, which means the union contractor invests in employees, training, family health care, retirement, and professional standing in the industry. So if you're looking for a contractor, choose union labor and be a part of the solution. Visit rooferslocal11.org for more information. You can also follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. All right, Rich, there you go, buddy. We, we pulled it off without Robbie. We made it three hours. Yep. So we did and a lot of car talk, but that's okay. We, we enjoy it. No, that. we didn't do that much. It was all... Last electrical vehicle stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we blended electrical into it to keep it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Right. It was... Somehow we got some monster trucks and <laughs> stuff. Uh huh. Exactly. All right. So now where you want to go for the last 15 minutes? What do you got going on the rest of today on the station here? Who we got coming up after I, us and stuff? I don't know. I was, Randall's just walking back in. You want to go? Oh. What's, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's what do we got for the rest of the week, uh, the weekend lineup? Let's go through this, Randall. All right. So uh, at 11 o'clock, we have Open Road Radio with Gina Woods. Uh-huh. Talking motorcycles in 20-degree weather. Exactly, which is always fun. Yep. Um, at uh, 1 o'clock, or no, excuse me, 2 o'clock, we have uh, 312 with Matt Peck and Sean Sears, which if you haven't checked out, awesome sports show. Yeah. You definitely must listen. Those guys are hilarious. Are yep. they going to talk about the Bears playing the Lions tomorrow? They talk about the Bears and the Lions, yes. The Bears. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow we have Mike Novak at his normal time. Yeah. Uh, Mike Jackson back in studio at Oh, seven. really? Yeah, Mikey's back. Excellent. So we, got, cool. we got both mics coming in, and then Playtime's doing something pretty cool. What's that? They're going to ha- try to set the record for most guests in a uh, two-hour radio show. Most guests. Most guests. So okay. if you want to come, you can take 30 seconds and say something on the radio that's clean. <laughs> Keyword clean. Uh-huh. Come on down to the WCGO Studios, 2100 Lee Street in Evanston. Really? Yeah, you can come in and they'll give you 30 seconds behind a microphone to say your piece. Got it. All right. That's funny. That's good. How about can can uh, Rich call in? 
For, yeah, absolutely. We can, can give Rich, Rich thirty. We can give Rich thirty seconds. Rich can Skype in, can't he? Yeah. I'm not going to be here, so. Oh yeah, okay. Who's who's got it? Fred? Uh, no, Fred? we got the we got Darian today. Uh, Darian tomorrow. Oh really? Yeah, Big D's coming in to do it. Wow. Mm. Okay. And and it's and it's it's not uh, short straw either, huh? Nah, short straw's running Novak for me though. Oh okay. Nice. Got it. All right, cool. All right, so that's the weekend lineup here at the at the CGO. So, it's awesome, man. Yeah. So, uh, and then blame Bill. I just we just got to blame Bill for everything, right? Yeah. Any mistake you make, blame Bill. It's it's Bill's fault. Yeah. Bill's fault. I yeah. post that. Yeah. It's always Bill's fault. Right. Put that right up here on Facebook. It's always Bill's apostrophe s. Yeah. Fault. Fault. Hashtag. Oh, what hashtag? what's what's he do? Uh, Bill's fault. Hashtag blame Bill. Oh yeah. Hashtag blame Bill. You put that on Boom, there. Done. Yep. Did that. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's the beautiful thing about interactive technology. Yes, that's right. There you go. Okay, so uh, stop in tomorrow, 2100 Lee Street, WCGO's studios, and be a guest on uh, Bill Turk's Playtime. With, exactly. With Kerry Kendall. Yes, <laughs> he did it well. Is, is that what Try and get as many guests as possible. Set a new record. Yeah. It's going to be insane. It's going to be so much fun for them. Yeah, for them. <laughs> for them, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this weekend is supposed to get up in the 40s, and uh, it's heat wave. Yeah, tomorrow. Make sure those get those gutters cleaned out. I, I can't tell you how many I saw this past week where the gutters are clogged up. That's going to start freezing. What that does then to the downspouts is blow them out, and they explode. And now you have to replace your downspouts. So clean the gutters. Or worse, you're working towards ice damming. Yes. So clean the gutters out. Get all the leaves out of there. Take your garden hose. Run it down the downspout. Make sure that uh, the downspouts are flowing properly and that they're not clogged. And uh, you get all the leaves out of there. And then once once you're all done, disconnect that hose from the hose bib outside. Why would we want to do that, Rich? Um, I don't know. Why would you? <laughs> because it's so inconvenient. Yes. Next time I need the hose, I have to reconnect it. Yes, I know. But it also does not freeze and then pop the uh, the water lines inside the house. So the next time you go to turn on the faucet, even though it's a frostless hose bib, you turn it, it on because it split inside because all that water was held inside the, the frost yes. the hose bib. Then it splits, and then it sprays water all over your basement. So And you don't know it because you're outside using the hose. Right, until you come in and you just see your whole right. basement's drenched. So Yeah. I, had, um, I was doing a job for a client, and it was winter, and I swear to God, every day I would go over there, I'd disconnect his hose. Uh-huh. And I don't know what made him go outside, but every morning I'd get back to the job and it was reconnected. <laughs> I'm like, you're not using it any more than I am. Why does this thing keep getting reconnected? It just must annoy him. But I'm like, no, you don't want this connected. And, and he didn't ever tell you why he did that? No, I think it was just OCD stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But, yeah. So anyway, so make here's sure. my architect. That was oh. my architect. That was when I was doing the addition of this house. Oh, but yeah, okay. it was funny. I'd go over there and damn thing's connected again. Like the taxi tour. Yeah, so disconnect that hose. Get that pulled yeah. off of there. Allow it to drain. Um, and if you have an older one that's not a frostless one, then there should be a shutoff inside down in the basement somewhere. Turn that off. Go outside. Open it up. Let it drain out. Reclose it. And, uh, right. and now you've got that air gap in there. So if there's a little bit of water in there, it might freeze a little bit, but it's not going to blow it out and, and create major problems. So, um, right, that's the ticket right there. 
So, right. All right. Okay, Randall. Show's all yours. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about water hammer for about 20 seconds. Uh, sure, go ahead. Why you don't water hammer things, because water is fluid and water breaks pipes. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I've actually had a seen a actual uh, fire hydrant get blown off from somebody opening it too, opening it too quickly. Really? Yeah. Op- he opens it quickly, realizes he did it, and then closed it super quickly oh. right afterwards. So you got the double thing. Uh. I've actually watched the thing just go bloop. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, you, you got to be careful. Water's an amazing thing. Yes. It's- Water's a fickle beast, yes. Yes. It. See, that's the music we've been waiting for right there. No, wait, no wait. it was a good... It was a good show. I no, stayed I'm awake saying, for three hours. Uh huh. I didn't want to Hopefully start the talking. Listeners another, did too. I didn't want to. I didn't want to start another topic. Yeah, you know, I was because I knew what we were getting close. So you there mean you like go. new construction? Yeah, like new. Yeah, there you go. New construction. Hey, what are we gonna do on Patreon this week? I don't know. Are we gonna Maybe, have another checklist? Well, we should do another. We could do a kitchen checklist. Okay. Um, but we also got to revamp the. We might have to redo the bathroom one. Yeah, it came out a little long. We we were long winded on that one. So, yeah. uh, but you can join up on Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com backslash Mighty House, and uh, if you sign up, you'll have a chance to win the uh, this month. The Klein Tool of the Month is a seven in one nut driver. It's a it's a great great tool. I, I like using it. I use it all the time. So I'm not giving you mine. We're going to get one from Klein Tools. So uh, conversation continues all week long on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow us there. Mm-hmm. Newsletter to sign up, uh, Rich. How do you do that? Mightyhouse.net, contact page, first, last name, just an email address, boom, done. There you so, go. And if you need anything, send an email to Ron at Mightyhouse.net. No, send it to Rich. Rich. Rich at Mightyhouse.net. Rich, yeah, Rich. And then if you want to send uh, Robbie, get well soon, yes. Robbie at Mightyhouse.net, get well soon. There you go. All right. Uh, follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. Next week, we're going to have Elliot Richardson in from SBAC. Another Mighty House Tip of the Week and Clutter Clarity. In between that, we'll be taking your calls. Thanks to Andy Armstrong, Vice President of Marketing at Fujitsu General America. And for Trixie, Randall, Rich, Robbie, I'm Ron Calgo. Keep it square and level. Until next Until Saturday. next Saturday. Did week, make you it. can always post them on Facebook and Twitter. Join us next Saturday for more home infotainment. Mighty House is a square and level media production. Mighty House.